The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk about modeling. <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. <laughs> oh my god! I, all I saw was shag rugs. As right. Soon as Hey, y'all. Hey, what's up? And welcome to Let's Red Table Bat. I'm Tracy T. Rowe. And I'm Cara Presley. How are you feeling today, Tracy? I am feeling everyday amazing. <laughs> and I want you to know, I know you are feeling successful. And I we am. get a chance to talk about this episode. This Paulina Periscova episode was insanely <gasps> chock full of goodness. I was watching it like, okay, I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about this. I can't wait to talk about this. First of all, let me start by saying this. Start and let me off. see if you agree with me, Cara. Okay. For Paulina to have fallen in love. Mm-hmm. With, I'm going to call him Mr. Cars. <laughs> okay. What we know now is this man had some real control issues. He had some real stuff going oh, yeah. on, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He was a whole narcissist, I believe. I just, I mean... Did you? Did he even see her? I, like it just—it didn't right. feel great. I felt for her the whole episode, the whole time, and the they didn't touch time. on it during the show. And I was like, "This is kind of did a multifaceted episode <laughs> right. because the man. First of all, I want to say you're just lying low down, dirty dog. I, <laughs> you knew you were married when you pursued this girl. She was young and impressionable. She was yes. in a whole new land, and you took full advantage of her. Yes, it's giving low-down, dirty shame. It uh, is. Pun intended, because what is going on? She <laughs> already suffered enough, but you know what we've also learned, and I'm so grateful that the table, Red Table Talk, has mm-hmm. been such a source of good information and being able to evolve. Yeah. Because I have grown so much with all the topics this season for myself. 
every week I'm like, is that a survival tactic I'm using? To be able to identify when I hear it right off. I was like, oh, Paula, no, you were being breadcrumbs. <laughs> every oh, week. Oh, no, he was That's a trauma response. <laughs> right? right? We're aware. We are aware. And we... <laughs> We are moving intentionally. And we know that her childhood trauma, come on, let's go back. Yeah, what do we know? Yeah. Nurturing, guidance, protection. Mm-hmm, she didn't mm-hmm. get that from her mother. She talked about mm-hmm. how she, her family members just basically left her and her brother to fend for themselves and how mm-hmm. she said she doesn't ever want to eat cheese bread now. <laughs> I'm sorry, God. I don't See, mean poor laugh. thing. I don't mean you, that's a trauma. We I can literally pull out the Maslow's hierarchy of needs every episode and I'm like, every- yep. See? They're missing this one, and you see it come out in their regular life. Even it's so many things to pick through. I don't even know which one to pick on. I uh, know because <laughs> the way that her trauma—it was a trauma bond—and yeah. her husband ended mm-hmm. up. I mean, it was a perfect. He fell into it. I feel so aware. This episode was like, oh my gosh, I've learned so much now because right. I know what's happening, and I can identify little pieces of myself in mm-hmm, it. Right. Mm-hmm. To know that there's some feeling of undervalued that she Mm -hmm. felt. That Mm -hmm. even when people said, oh, you're so beautiful and let's get you to become a model. She still didn't feel good about modeling. That part. Right? Bless her heart. The the book is titled No Filter. I mean, I'm happy that she's at a place where she can even acknowledge that. I'm not doing the Botox for y'all. I'm not doing this for y'all. I'm doing this for me only. Now let me say something here, Car. Yeah. Okay, because I'm happy to call the elephant out and say the king's pants are on fire and all that jazz. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So let me go ahead and say what other people are probably thinking and are not saying. Okay. It was even more brave to me for Mm -hmm. her to not have fillers, to not do Botox. Because if you are one who ages in a way that people go, oh my gosh, I can't tell you're such and such age, right? Mm. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. Paulina Periscova is not aging in the way that people can't look at her and see that she's aging, Mm -hmm. right? But she is owning it anyway. And And I think that there's so much respect that I have for her in that regard. I was very happy to see that she was happy with herself. Yes. Because we, I'm pretty sure we all know the criticism can come whether you want it to or not. So yeah, again, between the book cover, the book title, and then just her appearance at Red Table, which she was so beautiful. And and I love for us to acknowledge how beautiful as women we are amongst each other, but it's okay to say, I am older. I am older maturing i am season okay come on here uh-huh i'm trying to use your words i know come on that's why i said uh-huh come on here and use the words <laughs> right. quick study come on Listen. here Kyle. but here's one of the things i have to say that was also funny to me and y'all listening did y'all pick this up when she got ready to sit down she was like oh they say you're this color you dress you have on is beautiful she was like yes i wore this intentional and i was like okay now what is the blue dress doing it, that might be her razzle dazzle i've noticed as i get a little older and i know i'm not Old, older. I am maturing. See, that that word old just ain't it. That word just ain't it. Oh, I'm going to just stop saying that. Well, I take old. But anyway, okay. I've noticed that I enjoy a little sequin. I need a little razzle dazzle. So you the color. Little spark- <laughs> yeah, I need a little sparkle to remind me of the sparkle that the Lord has given me. So okay, maybe, come on here. Maybe shine your that light. Color, shine maybe bright. That color helps her. Yeah, shine bright like a diamond. I just thought it was funny because she's, oh, here's my blue. And I was like, okay. And she's, oh, the table is red. And I was like, now, baby, Girl. do you know where you are? Come on here now. Name it the was show. that part. That's the name of the show, sis. I don't... <laughs> Bless her heart. I was like, now, you have, you need, might need to put one filter on. Just one. <laughs> we need one filter. 
<laughs> we all said it. Yo, come on. That's why we had this official fan rewatch podcast. Those were the funny highlights because there's some serious oh, issues going serious on in ones. her life. Paulina, we want to just say you're a trooper. And she had to push through because what she had to go through was really difficult. <sighs> yeah, it was the finding the text for me after Low he had passed down. and had made a whole, I mean... It was the her bringing him coffee. I mean, still in the act of taking care of. Still. And he had the nerve to say she abandoned him. I, I've I, gone on a whole date with my whole new boyfriend <laughs> and my created my whole new life. And I come back and there's some cookies. I wanted, do you want a cookie? <laughs> Would you like a cookie? And he's like, no, I'll wait till tomorrow. And then the thing that made me mad is that Joker was not planning on dying. He was getting ready to try to stick it to her. And see, mm-hmm. that's the part where it was a kind of a karma moment for me. I was like, see there? You thought you were playing while you were digging a hole for her. Really, you should have been digging one for yourself, sir. That part. That part. It was... Uh, I don't sound very empathetic lie. right there, do I? You didn't? No, not, not quite. It's all right. I, it's just the whole <laughs> idea of how... The whole relationship, you just look at it. I and I'm sorry to your children, Paulina. I'm, I don't mean to speak ill of their father. But I will say, I'm a bit disgusted and busted about the way that she was treated. It was the... I went to the show to support him. Right. And he didn't even mention me. Excuse me? Like I didn't exist. And I was there? Now come And on. here's the thing. I imagine it's even more difficult for her not to date now because she's in her 50s, mm-hmm. but because she did not sound like she dated a whole lot of other people, period. That part. That right? Part. Even when she told him at the time, I'm going to date new people and I'm going to... She still had, she was hokey pokey in it. Right. She had one foot in, one foot out <laughs> of their right. house. And stayed and still did all her wifely, I'm going to take care of you because you're ill. I hope hearing this and having her share, not just her story at the table, but in her book, No Filter, mm-hmm. I hope that it empowers some women to understand that you can have a full Yes. thriving, beautiful, productive life. Yes. And it does not have to mean that every single thing you do is wrapped up in another person. Yes. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll be joined by an incredible guest from our Red Table Talk community. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Charnita Best is on Let's Red Table That Today because she can relate to Paulina's story of marriage, divorce, and navigating dating after making it through these painful experiences. She is also my friend, so I'm excited to welcome her to our virtual Red Table. Welcome, Charnita, or see Best the Realtor. Yes. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. We're so excited for you to be here. Yes. Listen, we're going to jump right into it. 
this is the part of the show where we reveal which moments made us pause, rewind, and listen again. Wait, Wait what? What? Right. Because what, what? what in the world is going on? I so. love this. Okay, so Kyra, <laughs> here we go. Let's start out with the first Wait What? I just turned 69 a couple of days ago. What a beautiful 69. Yeah. Thank you so much. But that's the thing. It really has made me rethink, like, how much of this am I going to do? Right. Like, how much Botox am I going to get? And when will I be comfortable enough to let that all go? When Gammy shared that she gets Botox, I loved her transparency. I, I had no idea. Is that, am I the only one who didn't know that? Johnny, did you know I that? I didn't. I didn't know that I, at all. Does she nope. look good? Does she not look good? She looks amazing. She really does. She looks she too really good. She really does. No, she yeah, don't. But she looks too good. <laughs> she does. I mean, little, she looks good. good. You, but now, I wasn't shocked. Okay? I'm going to say, I do appreciate her transparency, but I was not shocked when she said she was not going to get Botox in Or she was going to try. She was going to think about it. I had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, do, Tracy, do you have any uh, anti or skin aging routines? Anti secret anti aging? You know what? I wish I could tell you guys I'm going to not do XYZ in the spirit of Paulina. I have nothing. Okay, I right. have absolutely nothing but God's <laughs> grace and good genes and maybe a couple extra cups of water. That's all I got. <laughs> what about you, Chanita? So Tracy took one of mine. I'm definitely going to say plenty of water. More mm. than two cups for me. I need like <laughs> gallons of water and plenty of rest. Oh, yeah. Abnormal amounts of rest. Definitely. No, not abnormal <laughs> amounts. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the nap. Wait a minute. Oh, let's let's qualify. Let's qualify abnormal, uh, Charnito. Hold on a second. Like an hour. Probably about eight. No, eight hours. So, you know, you should oh. sleep regularly eight hours. But then I'm yeah. talking about take another eight hour nap. <laughs> Break it down two fours. <laughs> I'm with you though. I'm right. with the rested life. Carl has a nap ministry. Yes, so I do. She is 100% with you, Charnita. Okay? I do have a that nap is ministry. Hilarious. It's nothing wrong with it. Y'all can't see Charnita, but she does look absolutely amazing. Her skin is beautiful. Well, thank you. Beautiful. It's You're so sleep. welcome. It's the sleep. <laughs> I'm here for it. Team sleep. Listen. Oh, my goodness. Come on here this other way well, with Paulina. Paulina sharing that modeling still hurts her self-confidence. The moments where I feel the least secure about myself is when I am modeling. One yeah. day of modeling will set me back, like, confidence-wise, like a few months I can at totally, least. I can yeah. totally get that. This is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Why continue something that hurts you? Would you guys... Keep doing oh. something even though you were good at it? Bless her heart. Here's the thing. It's easy to say that you, you want to be able to knee-jerk and say, yes, it hurts me and it sets me back and my self-confidence is damaged as a result of doing something as a profession. Mm -hmm. But she started so young. And then by the time she connected with her husband, she fell head over heels with him. That huge Estee Lauder contract came in. And then after that, she was really kind of settled. So... What would she have done at that time, right? There's some true transitional things that models have now. But mm -hmm. when she was modeling in the 80s, it would have been really difficult for her to transition from modeling to having a YouTube account on makeup or whatever because it, it didn't exist. True. So I can see why she didn't stop. I could see why. I'm hoping this book will maybe give her some new avenues where she can realize she can go find mm -hmm. her new older modeling tribe maybe she's not alone wait a minute did you say what? the new older modeling tribe i just tribe? i mean clearly yeah. she's <laughs> <laughs>
And can we define the age with new older? Right, right. <laughs> Miss yeah. Forty Year Old Carla. I'm just saying clearly. She Old said sounds her a little harsh feeling. on the tongue. Okay, <laughs> she ain't young. Is what we? Are we not, I don't know. What, how okay. do we say? How do we say? She's Mature. saying it's, it's hurting her confidence. Mature, Seasoned. works, <laughs> seasoned. I don't want to sound like a turkey now. That's hilarious. So, do you think she had even with the hurt? Right. Mm-hmm. What did she have as an alternative? She nothing much, right? I mean, I'm, hopefully, yeah. she has found something else in her old modeling tribe. Yeah, I was going to say maybe like a modeling school, or mm, I don't coach. know, develop the next generation that was interested in it. Maybe hmm. that's interesting. That's a concept. Well, one thing she's definitely doing is keeping us safe by sharing these stories. Do you have any reoccurring situations or practices that are hurting your image of yourself? that you should probably get yourself out of or stop? I do not, because I've removed myself. Okay, so tell me what you mean, Kara. I don't have anything currently that I'm dealing with or going to or involved in that hurts my perspective of self. Not at this moment. Well, because I go where I'm celebrated. Some places I was just going because the check was successful regardless. Okay, so see, that's powerful. So there is some evolution. I think that she didn't get the chance to do that. Paulina didn't get a chance to have that evolution that you can identify that at some point you were like, okay, I'll take this gig or do this, whatever, if the check was right. But now you're like, nope, I want to go where I'm celebrated, which I think is so powerful. I mean, I hate to sound like I'm piggybacking off of Cara, but I think at my age and stage and maturity and where I am in life, I'm with her. I'm trying to be in a room full of people where everybody is applauding and team me and we supporting and uplifting. So I want to be where I'm celebrated too. So interestingly, I'm going to take a quick spin. There was a time for me and it was about being in a recurring situation. And sadly, the recurring situation for me was church. That Mm. years ago, I was attending a church. I was faithful and dedicated. I was loyal and committed, but I was getting church hurt every week. And Mm. so I didn't feel like I belonged. There was always some condemnation. And so I had to make a decision like the two of you to say, as much as I could be fed on a positive level in terms of being spiritually recharged and being able to grow, it's being hindered because I literally feel stagnated in my own Mm. personal attack. And so I couldn't reconcile the conflict of the two. So I appreciate the evolution of saying you have to take a step back. And sometimes it's hard. Like in Paulina's case, she knew that that was her mainstay and she really probably didn't feel like she had a choice. Mm-hmm. Paulina also shared a story. This is the other weight wood. Now this weight wood, right. it was a weight, wait, what? <laughs> Paulina's story of a photographer exposing himself to her when she was just 15 was truly heartbreaking and disturbing. Yeah. I was so right. glad to hear that Jada chose to never leave Willow alone when Willow was an ambassador for Chanel. I remember Carl Lagerfeld mm-hmm. telling me with you, he was like, I love that you don't leave her alone on the set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, never, Jada, never leave her alone on the set. Exactly. And he didn't go into detail. Here's the thing. Carl Lagerfeld 
someone who's a fashion industry icon mm-hmm. knew that Willow should not be alone on set, which means that he was aware of the dangers in his own industry. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. But come on. Here's the thing. Was he ever doing anything other than telling Jada, yay, good for you, mom, that you didn't leave your child alone to address the dangers? It's kind of like one of those secret people meetings. It's always huh. a little something, people going around the corner to say, let me just put you on game real quick. Maybe that's something Paulina could do is continue to share these stories and let these young models know this could happen. That could happen. Protect yourself in these ways. So Carl Lagerfeld telling Jada, good for you. Protect your daughter. I'm like, what about all these other 15-year-olds right. around here who don't have their mother with them? Did you tell them to come back and pick up the children at the bus stop? That's what I'm disturbed about. What is the industry doing overall? Because you think about it, that wasn't that long ago. Right. Willow April 22. This was some current, relevant mm-hmm. stuff. Carl Lagerfeld died in 2019. So... You're talking about literally just a couple blinks ago. I don't know. I just think in the industry sometimes it's like not kissing and telling. I'm not saying I support that or believe in it or I think it's right. I just Mm -hmm. think the culture of that whole industry has probably done and seen a lot of Mm. things that they continuously sweep under the carpet. And Mm. I'm sure to speak up is probably a very difficult thing. Again, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm sure then you become an outcast or you get some kind of penalty as far as now your profession. Mm. And they probably have them almost held hostage, if you would, for lack of better terms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, That's the hard part because, I mean... I guess that has to be your lane, right? Like, I want to be a change maker out here and rearrange narratives and help people pivot and do things differently. But everybody's not in there. Like, what I need to do to just kind of maintain... Go along to get along. Yeah, that part. That part. So So I get that if you're Willow in this case, okay? Right. But Carl Lagerdangon failed. Uh, Industry leader, (laughs) huh? (laughs) Someone who knows better. He was one of the founders in building in the fashion industry. And I'm just frustrated that you have the wherewithal and then you can select the person to say, good for you that you're not leaving Willow alone, Mm -hmm. which lets me know that you know I shouldn't. And good Mm -hmm. for Jada that she didn't. However, comma, what about the other children who were there that weren't in a position to have their parent or guardian with them? Then they were just exposed and potentially violated while you wait on the wings for them to show up and walk down the aisle or whatever they're doing. I don't know. I just feel some kind of way about that. You know, it's a hurtful situation. I mean, right. we want to be able to save everybody, right? I but... mean, this is not about Carl Lagerfeld, rest in peace, but you were wrong for knowing and not saying anything. And then here's the thing. I'm going to assume positive intent for him. Perhaps he did know and he was trying to be a change agent and he could just only do what he could do, which was to forewarn people, right? That part. So if you're sitting in the midst of bad things that are happening, should you feel some responsibility for trying to fix it? Or are you just going to say, I'm going to tell you on the side? Or, Carl, what we say, you have a good sidebar Black people conversation? Yeah, a little private Black people meeting. White mm-hmm. people meeting. We'll have a little come Private here. people meeting. It's, it's a, come here, baby. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, listen, I, listen, for me personally, I'm not trying to fix a thing anymore. Back Wait. in my day... I was trying to save everybody and everything, but I believe it was the great three, six mafia that said, don't save her. Come on here, Memphis. She don't want to be saved. That's what I heard. She don't want to be saved. Okay. (laughs) Now, hold hold on. First of all, thank you for repping three, six mafia. I'm always down. 901. I'm all about 901 because we got some fantastic talent coming out of here. However, let me say this. Kara, what? 
This is truly, wait, what? You're not trying to fix anything. I can't save you. I can't save not you, Not the friend. person who was leading protest in the great city of I the was. Confederacy of Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> On the front the capital of the Confederacy. <laughs> no, yes. If they want to be saved, I'm going to do everything I can to let them know and empower them to let them know that they can move and adjust and pivot. But... For all the little Paulinas of the world, I hope that there are some people who are advocates for you and see, there's absolutely nothing to stop the industry from putting safety nets and safeguards in place for those young women and men who are in the industry to ensure that they're protected. Because mm-hmm. just because something was done a certain way and it's always been that way doesn't mean it has to always be that way. I think that the industry just needs to do better. Mm-hmm. So that's my soapbox moment. All right. We're all pretty familiar with what Paulina experienced in her relationship and eventual split. But Sharnita, what was your experience separating from your husband of 10 years? It was something else. (laughs) So, man, like I could talk for days about this kind of stuff. It was an emotional roller coaster, honestly. Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. one ever gets married. I'm going to say most people probably don't get married with the notion of getting divorced, right? We all are in it to win it in the beginning. So you have the tug of war of, I'm not happy. Is it supposed to be this way? You don't know who to talk to. Everybody else is acting like their marriage is perfect. No issues, no problems. Mm -hmm. It's just me. Life can't be this way. What am I doing wrong? You go through all of these emotions and then you finally get to the end where you're just like, I cannot do this anymore. For the sake of both of us, my sanity, your sanity, you won't hurt me. I won't hurt you physically. Like it. Yeah. And so it it was definitely a journey and it was very hard. It was Mm. extremely hard to put an end on it because you do feel like, unfortunately, me personally, like I was a failure. And we look at marriage here in our culture as a big deal, right? It's almost a rites of passage. This is what you're supposed to do. So to have my fall apart, I was an emotional wreck for a while, but um, look at me now. Yeah, now. Thriving, (laughs) thriving. That's why I'm like, when you look at yourself, when you get back to where you were and where you are, what was the hardest part? Was it the getting over the assumptions of what people would think because clearly you're thriving now. So was it an imaginary burden you had to push past or Mm. just the narrative changing that you didn't expect? I think it was the unknown. So, you know, you're in a marriage for 10 years. You haven't been dating for 10 years. You have grown with someone for 10 years. Y'all share a lot of things over the 10 years. And then to kind of press stop and right. almost basically start all over again. Like most things I had to rebuild, financially rebuild. Yeah. I didn't know what dating was like anymore because I thought I was officially right. off the market. And so right. it's like having to readjust to all of that was a lot. It was a mm. lot. It was like a culture shock almost. Because in 10 years, you're thinking, I'm sure, like, we're locked and loaded. Like, you've gotten past the first couple of honeymoon phase, the seven-year itch. You've bypassed all of that to get to the point where you said, okay, we need to dissolve this. That's a lot. And I can imagine why you would feel like there was some failure in that. Because society, like you said, in our culture, Mm -hmm. it absolutely does not lend itself towards being generous or even gracious to people, especially women who are single. Mm -hmm. 
Paulina said at 57, the dating pool is so small that it's hard for her to find a man who hasn't dated one of her friends. But now I'm 57 and I'm in the dating pool. What is that like? It's yeah. a small pool. Dirty little puddle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> dirty little puddle. <laughs> Girls, ladies, it sucks. <laughs> Well, it turns out that on the dating apps, men our age, my right. age, that are willing to sleep with women our age have slept with all my girlfriends already. Now that's sad. It is. is this true for you? And have you had to have somebody that's dipped in the same pool as one of your friends? You know what? I'm going to say no. So I'm Ooh, going to make goodness. the assumption. I'm yeah, so I know, glad. Right. <laughs> right. I was holding my breath. I was holding my breath, Charnita. I was like, oh, Lord, please tell me no. Right. I'm making the assumption her pool was small because she stayed within the industry, even though that's a big industry, right? Right. So yeah. for me, like, I try to have a variety of options. There's the connection between the sorority and the fraternities, yeah. the maybe people from college or yeah. people that I have met through professional spaces. So you have to like expand your network. You can't stay in that same village of people. Right. Otherwise, I'm sure that is bound to happen like yeah. it did for her. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's I'm just grateful because when it, the whole swimming in the same pool thing kind of made me want to, you I know, know. Right. it was I taking mean, me you know. to bodily fluid Angst. <laughs> <laughs> not the fluids. Not bodily fluids now. now wait a minute. I was like, it made me think of not so much friends or dating someone your friends have dated, but maybe attempting to date someone who knew you as married. That might mm. be difficult. Have mm. you experienced that? That's interesting. I, you know what? Honestly, I think that kind of makes you more of a hot commodity in a weird kind of way, right? So it's almost like you've been taken off. Like you've been put on the show mm. for 10 years. You was just like off the market for 10 years. And they know you can commit, right? So they know that that's a possibility. Yes, it says yeah, other that's things. That's such a good point. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How has aging changed the way you see yourself and the way you date now that you're out here in this market? <laughs> How you feeling? Okay, so the aging part, it was tough. Even though I laugh and joke about being put on the shelf for a little while, the age process is happening, right? And so mm -hmm. you become a little self-conscious. One gray hair turns into 15 gray hairs and the wrinkles start to come in. And so I understand the reason that you want Botox. But what the cool thing is, so if 
I try to date within no no more than five years older than me and no less than five years younger than me. Okay. And at this age, they're green too. They have wrinkles also. Yes. So the conversation becomes different mm. and I had to almost train my mind. Like we're going through the same things. Mm-hmm. It's just in your mind, the 10 years have passed and you're like, mm-hmm. oh right. no, this is sagging now. They have things that sag too, okay? Yes. Right. <laughs> so... It's just more transparent conversations. Like the guy that I am dating, we joke about the fact that he's slow now or he might repeat himself three or four times or (laughs) as all of this gray hair popping in. I mean, you just, you live in that moment. Life will create an equal SAG opportunity. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it will. (laughs) What an equal SAG, man. Y'all are hilarious. (laughs) And even though you're not in the spotlight, have you ever felt any pressure to defy age by getting Botox or any fillers, Charnita? I did, but I don't think it was from like the community or the public. It was just me in my own head. Uh-huh. I never mm-hmm. seriously researched or made an appointment to proceed with any of that. But I would say I am a fan of aging gracefully. And when I say gracefully, I just mean taking care of your new exterior shell right so I try to do things to maintain myself like I might get chemical peels or facials Mm -hmm. massages and things like that but I don't know what Botox is categorized as but I'm not interested in that at all got it yeah and I think it's good that you're saying you do things to maintain your well-being and wellness and I want to encourage the PYTs and the tenderonies in Carver's age group go ahead now and start doing some of the things Charnita just mentioned so that when you get to the 50 club Mm -hmm. that you will be able to have a maintenance plan and not trying to be in correction mode that will help you Come that on. will help Yes. You. Note to self, get a chemical pill. <laughs> and you know, these these we got some people out here in the 50s and 60s rocking and giving these folks in the 30s a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> and Gammy is one of them. Ain't Botox she? or not. Gammy, Gammy mm-hmm. is smoking hot. She killing she the game. Is. She yeah. is. We love us some gam. Mm-hmm. Listen, I heard you say you are dating. So let's talk about it. I mean, have you tried to do dating on some of these apps? Or what has your experience ooh, been like? Ooh. You just going out here getting coffee? I, I- love her. She said, ooh. <laughs> The apps were not for me. I tried it. I tried the apps and it just wasn't my space. I think they were looking for different things. Like sex. And I wasn't. Yeah, like definitely sex. like sex. Absolutely. Okay. And everything was done. It's, it's You can only imagine the idea of technology makes everything faster. Right. 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 So in my head, is it's a 10 year gap. So you log on to the system or the platform uh-huh. and everybody's like, hey, can I call you? Hey, can I see you? Hey, when can I take oh, you out? Right. And I felt like the old lady. I'm like, can <laughs> we slow down? Can we exchange a few more messages? What's your name? <laughs> like, what is your real? Name. All I see is poo. Like, is this really you? Box. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I would say I met about two or three decent guys, but nothing ever progressed beyond that for me. So use apps, N-O, 
a couple of people, but not really because mm. they were moving too fast. You want them to slow down. Moving way too fast. Yeah. So for me personally, I have had better luck in dating or just by mutual friends, like knowing okay. someone who might know mm. someone that's single. Right. They yeah. know me. They know that person and just right. think it would be like a good introduction and they walk away after okay. that point. But I've okay. been more successful with that style of dating. Which is much more traditional in the sense yes. of it's someone that you feel a little more comfortable with with because it's someone right. that you know someone you know right that part yes yes because yes. i don't have time to continue to cross check you on the, the sexual know. offender list because it listen <laughs> we got catfishers out here we got all kind of stuff going on all that yes they lie. Uh-huh. They lie yes Scammers, you know, go back and listen to some Let's Read Table that episodes. We see the dating online can be problematic. Listen, for folks. hello. Mm-hmm. How has being divorced altered the way you approach new romantic relationships? Do you have some non negotiables for your partners? Have those changed? Yes. So it's kind of weird because they're non negotiables, but they should have never been negotiable anyway. Okay, come on. Um, here. But. <laughs> But the conversations are just at a different level now. It's more about teammate, right? So I Mm. am interested in someone who can take care of me and I can take care of him in every aspect. It's the Mm. finance, the romance, the family life, the core values, all of those things. Uh, And this uh. time around, I'm talking dinner over conversations about, do you have a retirement plan? Like, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? You know what I mean? Like more mature. (laughs) Yes. Do you have a savings account? Right. Do you have life insurance? (laughs) Life insurance. All of that. Yes. When have you been to the doctor last? Yes. 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 You had your colonoscopy. Yes. But what's strange. Yeah. Because before dating, like younger dating, no one was talking about those kind of things. Like it's right? accepted them as they are. Like it never existed. I mean, mm-hmm. I've even talked about credit and maybe mm-hmm. where either of us have taken wrong turns. But mm-hmm. what are you doing now to mm-hmm. fix it? And what did you learn from it? It's all about right. what did you learn from those bad right. experiences? And those conversations are very mature conversations. Yeah. Like, yeah. What and are you necessary. learning in life overall? Because yeah. someone may learn in anything, friend. They are not. Oh, yeah. Age and wisdom don't go together. That's not an automatic Agreed. partnership. That part. Agreed. You need communication really... and comprehension. Right. Comprehension mm-hmm. and communication are two things, too, mm. that do not necessarily, it could be one of these things that not belong. Because you can Agreed. have some people that are old and foolish. Yes. Come on. Yes. And some people who are young and very wise. So mm. I appreciate having a conversations and there's so many things that in your 20s and 30s that you take for granted mm. because you don't factor in that you're living this yes. real life and you need to be prepared for things that are going to come in your future mm-hmm. and how yes. are you planning for them exactly exactly well, you're putting two senior lives together two seasoned Kara veteran <laughs> lives together <laughs> you really need to be able to figure out what you're going to do with some assets and some other stuff especially that's if you right mess around and get married listen that's right i'm already thinking about it y'all because i mean listen my mama, I'm just, I want another emergency contact. I want someone else Absolutely. I can put on the line because I'm my mama's emergency contact. This ain't, it's flipping at this point in time. That's so. right. That's right. It's time to start thinking about some stuff <laughs> yes. like that. That's good. Mm-hmm. And people say with age comes wisdom. So now, Charnita, what are some of the wisdoms you wish you could tell your younger self, mm-hmm. whether about dating or, or just life in general? Because, you know, being this age gives you some, some opportunities to have yeah. some fantastic hindsight, right? 
Yeah, one thing for sure would be to take my time. I feel like my younger self was like the technology platform. Like you move too fast, right? It looks like a duck, waddles like a duck, quack like a duck. It's a duck, but I'm trying to tell myself, no, it's a chihuahua. I can make it a chihuahua. Like I can figure that out. No. So take your time because the representative cannot hang around but Mm. for so long, right? So if you slow down, look for consistency, which is what I would tell my younger self, and follow your intuition. Like I know the intuition is not developed but so much at a certain point in life, Mm -hmm. but my gut Early on, right before I got married and even in the beginning of marriage, I questioned. I was like, girl, what are you doing? What did you just do? But I tried to figure it out. Yep, I tried to figure it out. I was like, this has to be normal. What I'm feeling is not weird. And Mm. I'm learning later in life that my intuition, if I have questions about it or I'm not sure, I need to do more, either more research ask more questions, have those hard conversations mm-hmm. that you feel weird about initiating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's where you get more information to help you feel right. better about either not doing something or doing something. So yeah. follow your gut. Follow your gut. I want to ask one more question. What I do want to know is because like, it probably took a while for you to take the leap and decide this is it. And then you got your partner to say, okay, I'm feeling what you're saying. Let's go ahead and split, what have you. What new did you learn about yourself on the other side that you didn't even see coming? Whether it was creativity or did you have any dream or anything that you were maybe hindering in your previous married state that you can now act on or decided to go for, if that makes sense? Yep. Yep. It's kind of two things. So as far as take some leaps, I have always wanted to pursue real estate full time. I've had my license now for about 20 years and things could never align on the marriage side. Like our lifestyle didn't live off of one income. So we both had to always have consistent income coming in. Or if I was trying to support his vision and his Mm -hmm. goal. So Mm -hmm. anything extra went to his dream and not my Mm -hmm. own dream. So to be able to finally fulfill some of my own personal goals and accomplishments on this side is a great thing. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, Kara, has nothing necessarily to do with like professional space, but it does kind of have something to do with about me would be the those uncomfortable conversations, girl, can take you far. To build up enough tenacity to tell my mate that I was no longer in love with him yeah. Mm. Took the act of Congress because yeah. I am such a hard loving, genuine person. Mm. And even when it wasn't right, I still was more concerned about hurting him. I was like, wow. I don't want to hurt him. So I was still sacrificing my unhappiness in that happiness. space. Yeah. yeah. And I'm learning that as difficult as some conversations have to be, is something better on the other side once you move beyond it and you can't see it and you can't feel it. But I'm so proud of myself mm-hmm. for pushing myself through that, that I don't know. It's just, I don't even have a word to explain what that feeling is when you have to say that to someone mm-hmm. and then you have to find enough tenacity to move beyond that mm-hmm. place. 
I learned a lot about myself. Like I'm way, I thought I was strong, but I was way stronger than I ever thought that I could be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm proud in a weird kind of way to say that because you don't know what a hard conversation would unlock. And I would never thought I would be this happy ever again, but I am so... Yep, I am proud of you. How long did it take for you to be able to say those words, to speak them out loud to your ex-husband? I would say, and if I'm to be transparent, I would say a year four into the marriage, I was falling out of love. Wow. I was falling out of love. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. I just kept trying and I kept trying and it's going to get better. That's the honest thing. Yep. And you feel like this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to tough it out because one of us supposed to die before it's over. Right. And I'm like, you got to keep pushing you. It's going to get better. Right. Then years, just year after year after year. And I became unhappy and depressed and everything else. And I was like, nah, this is not it. This is not it. And just Mm. losing yourself in it and losing yourself in it. Yeah. Yep. Like, wow. Yep. Six years. Mm-hmm. And probably pouring more so yep. from an empty cup, bless your heart. Because like yeah. you were still pouring. And I, I yeah. think that's the thing that maybe we're going to set some people free during this episode. Yeah. It's okay for things to start going another way and for you to still yep. try. Like I don't want somebody out there to be like, no, maybe it's my sign to leave. Maybe it's your sign to maybe try something else. Communicate yep. first. I'm sure you tried yes. all the things in advance, but it's yes. done. I think that's yeah. okay to say. And I think what she said too... Follow your gut. Right. Follow your gut. Your gut is always going to be a guide. It's a fantastic beacon for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in in the spirit of giving wisdom and sharing some of the jewels and gems that you've learned along your way, one of the two of us is single on here. And one of the hosts of this fantastic podcast is single. It's not me, Charnita. Okay. What would you say to our young, fantastic, successful host in terms of dating what would you tell her and along with all the other listeners what do you need to have as a little wisdom that they can put in their pocket i'm still gonna take your time do not sacrifice if you have a list of your desires it is very important (laughs) that you stick to the list of your desires because ultimately your happiness is key that's Mm. it that's it got it your happiness. You got it, Cara? All right. Your in happiness. <laughs> you got it in your pocket? All right. You got Listen, it, it was at the top of the list anyway, because <laughs> after 20 years of my man mm-hmm. going to come, yeah, my yeah. son is 20, y'all. Yeah. Sometimes you have to say to yourself, maybe he ain't sis. Get on out there and go to the party. Take the trip. Yeah. It, it's just there's more than that romantic relationship. Y'all yeah. know my word fairy telling. It's okay to not have the princess, whatever they think right. we're supposed to have. That's part of the challenge that we have with marriages anyway, because That's you hard. think that it's supposed to be this fairy tale yes. and it's just not. And I so really you, you get into it and then Charnita, six years after she realized, okay, this is not, this this is real life. This is not what mm-hmm. I wanted. Right. She still mm-hmm. waited. To right. say, mm-hmm. I don't want to disappoint my family. I don't want to disappoint yes. his family. Right. I don't want to look yes. crazy to my friends. I don't want to feel like yes. a failure. When all the while, you're literally putting yourself further and further back with every that yes point. to them is a no to you. And yes. Okay. We have to yes. look at all of our relationships and enjoy all of them, not just the romantic ones, y'all. So that is well, agreed. a vibe. Katie Morton, shout out to you again, Katie Morton, that hug and roll. When (laughs) you create those boundaries and tell people that's the hug and then you have to roll out. I am so proud of you that even though it took you longer than you may have wanted, you're here and that you're thriving and doing so amazingly well. So bravo to you, Charney. Yes. 
Yes, she you. is the best. Hello, <laughs> she is the best. Okay, <laughs> the best. Listen, the thank best. You I so know it. Much. We could literally talk for. I mean, I, mean, I have I thoroughly know. enjoyed this. I'm glad you shared it here with us today at our virtual red table. So yes. thank you so much for being yes. here. Today. Thank y'all for allowing me to share it. I appreciate it. We want to know how you're feeling about this new season of Red Table Talk, and we are open to talk about anything with you all. So please send in your questions at Let's Red Table That at redtabletalk.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash Let's Red Table That. Yes, we want to hear voices, don't we? Yes. Thank you so much for listening and make sure you subscribe on iHeartRadio app and please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week for another episode of Let's Red Table That. Special thanks to executive producers Jada Pinkett-Smith, Fallon Jethro, and Ellen Rakuten. Thank you to our producer, Kyla Kaneru. And our associate producer, Yolanda Chow. And finally, thanks to our sound engineer, Stephanie Aguilar. Yay! Let's hey. red table that. Hey, hey, let's, let's red, red, red table, table that. that. Hey, let's red, red table, table that. that. Hey! <laughs> Maybe we should really do an album at this point. I know, I know. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.